Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. As always, thank you for listening. Temptation. Sometimes we say we're tempted by food or or even an activity or even people, right? So people, if you get a friend that makes a suggestion. Um, in fact, I heard kind of a kind of a, a funny saying and it was uh, something like this that uh, a good friend will come and visit you in jail a best friend will be sitting right there beside you saying let's do that again <laughs> I'm not so sure how well actually in some ways I kind of agree but well, let's don't do the jail thing um it's interesting. Temptation comes from different places. One place it doesn't come from is God. Now, you, you, you may be thinking, well, no, wait a minute. How does that work? Um, well, let's look at James. I love the book of James. Why do I like the book of James? Well, there's a couple of reasons. James, the book of James is kind of a renegade in the New Testament. It's not really, but it's looked at that way because James talks an awful lot about how you live your life, your behavior. That's what James focuses on. Whereas a lot of New Testament scholars feel like Paul is focusing on what you know, you know, and your relationship. You know, with Jesus and what you know about Jesus and what you know about God and things of that nature. And in a Jewish format, study was the primary form of worship. But here's the difference. It was said by one of my teachers that that the Greek mind studies to understand and to know, to accumulate knowledge. Whereas the Jewish mind studies to revere and honor and change your behavior. Um, in a lot of ways, I didn't know that I had kind of a Greek mindset, and I did. Why is that? Because I was trained in Western schools. Western schools, uh, there's a reason we call it Western civilization when you take the course. And uh, it has a lot to do with Greco-Roman thinking, which is very logical and very accumulative. But in the Jewish mind, it was more like like the word Shema. Okay, uh, Hero Israel, the Lord is God, the Lord alone. In fact, in one rendition is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Okay? But it's Shema Yisrael, 
Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Now, what's interesting is the word Shema, and I've mentioned this before, has a dual meaning, and that drives Greek thinkers crazy, because we got to have, you know, what, what do you mean? It's either this or that. It can't be both. Well, it can if you're, if you're of a Jewish mindset. Because Shema not only means listen, but it means listen and obey. It's the same word. Listen because you're going to obey. Obey means you're going to change your life. Now, let's go back to the temptation thought process. James, being very Jewish, uh, is talking about changing your behavior. So, James 1.13 says this, Let no one say when he's tempted that I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot tempt with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then desire, when it's conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. Okay, so so here's the difference. Testing is something that God does in a situation. Now, does God test you with a temptation? Possibly. Possibly. From this perspective, perhaps. And now, follow me, because this is a real fine line in here. Um, let's say that you see someone that you really like and they look really good and you're not having the greatest thoughts on the planet now that is a temptation and to be honest Satan loves it when that happens because then he just make, he just pours fire gasoline on that fire but the, the situation is, did God cause that? No. He caused that because, what does the verse say? It says, uh, each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Okay? So this is an internal thing. But here's what's going on. God's watching to see how you react. Do you give in? Do you say, "Oh well, God's not around"? You know, who's God? Are you? Are you? Are you? Is your faith like that? Where basically, if no one, quote unquote, religious is watching, it doesn't matter to you. Or are you thinking, "Wow, this looks like a problem. This looks like something God didn't want me to do." Because the Spirit will tell you that, by the way. The Spirit will tell you that. Now, here's the kicker. God will not override your free will, which we call volition. He won't override it. 
So believe it or not, you can actually tell the Spirit of God inside of you. Ah, shh, shh, it's okay, it's okay, I got this. You can do that. That's called grieving the Spirit. And why does it grieve the Spirit? Because you're about to sin. <laughs> and the sin that He's trying to help you avoid, you're basically stiff-arming Him. So, so a temptation can be a test. Now, tests do come from God in situations. And a lot of people resent it. But now, if you back up in James 1.12, okay, James says, Blessed is the man or woman who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Okay, now, optimum. Look at the, that, that phrase on the end. Those who love him. How do you love God? You demonstrate it. How do you demonstrate it? By how you behave. Especially how you behave under pressure. Now, here's the kicker. No one likes to be under pressure. Nobody. Not, I mean, if you thrive on that, I mean, under serious stress, strain, that kind of stuff, I don't know what to say. Because it's not something that is near and dear to my heart. When, when, when I get hit from five different directions from stuff that life has to, to you know, throw at me, it doesn't make me get, have warm fuzzies. It doesn't happen for me. Instead, lately... God has been teaching me to come to Him, to pray, to read the Word, memorize Scripture, so that when that happens, He can bring Scripture to my brain. And He does. The Spirit uses that as ammo for you to fight these bad negative thoughts when somebody cuts you off in traffic and almost runs you off the road or when you get cheated or when someone is treating you like dirt and it happens you know the real unfortunately fallen human thing to do is to strike back and just and just obliterate it you know what I'm saying somebody hits you you want to knock them down right But that's not what God's got in mind. Those can be trials. And I think if we look at them as trials, a trial is an opportunity to show God that you're serious about what he has to say. Now think about that. I'm going to repeat that. A trial is an opportunity for you to show God that you are serious about what he has to say and what he thinks. What he thinks. How do you know what God thinks? You think about the word. So, it's one of these situations where temptation 
<clears throat> it's something we bring on ourselves, okay, can be, God can use it as a test. But not always. Temptation's temptation. A test is something God brings on to see how you react. Now, and how much you rely on him, too, by the way. God has the resources to bring us through that. God has the resources. Now, if you think, you know, that seems so unfair. I don't understand. Why does God have to test? You know, why does this stuff just happen? It was sent years ago by a Christian man that God always tests thoroughly the people he's planning to use greatly. Now, unfortunately, I can't remember exactly who said that, but it wasn't me, but I'm telling you, it's a good one. God thoroughly tests those people he is going to use greatly. Why? Because if you have a tool, you need to know it works. You have to know it works and that it's dependable. It's not going to break and snap on you the second time you use it because it may be a crucial moment. Maybe something very important. It may be a time setting that cannot be redone. So, So don't resent testing, but at the same token, take it a little bit at a time. Now, with those thoughts in mind, I want to encourage you to pray, Bible study, outreach, and keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. As always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless 